The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Welcome to episode three of The Health Hacker. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is and I can guarantee you one thing. Today, you're going to walk away with some nuggets of gold on how to live the best possible life. Now, if you're joining me for the first time, go back to episodes one and two. They're chock full of nuggets of gold on how to sleep properly and how to kickstart your day the perfect way. I can see my co-host and good mate, Alex, and it looks like he's been getting a good night's sleep since we caught up last time. I have lavender next to my bed, as we spoke about in episode two. If you go back and listen, you'll find out how that's so important. I slept really well last well, night. You smelt really good this morning when oh, I thank you. as well. So, <laughs> and I must admit, you look a lot fresher than I do at the moment, battling with two young kids. Uh, yeah. I'm applying the hacks the best I can with uh, screaming kids at night, but you certainly look like you're sleeping beauty, mate. You've been getting some good sleep. So I'm really excited about today's episode because it's based on food. We know food's everywhere these days, unlike our old uh, ancestor mate, Dave the Caveman, who had to go hunting and gathering all the time. We can just walk down the corner now to a McDonald's, a 7-Eleven, food's available 24-7 to us. So today's topic is my top five food hacks to lose weight and feel great because food is either your friend or your enemy. The great thing about today's hacks is we're not asking you to give up your favorite things. So pasta, rice, potatoes, these are things that we love to eat and we should eat them. And there's ways of eating these foods and still not getting fat. And they're some of the hacks I'm going to share with you today. So yes, you'll be able to eat carbs and you'll be able to enjoy them guilt-free. Do you eat carbs? Love carbs. It's <laughs> a primary source of fuel for our brains. So, you know, I'm not an extremist in anything that I do. I know my personality is very extreme. That's why I have these hacks and I have these fallback strategies to protect myself from my extreme personality because I'm like anybody else. I have a reptile brain. Our brains have been developed to survive. We overindulge. It's a natural instinct for us to overeat. You know, back in the day when we were roaming the planet and their food wasn't everywhere as we touched upon earlier, that was a survival mechanism. When food was put in front of us, we consumed it all. We didn't save it. Whereas today's society with food in abundance, we need a safety mechanism. That's what these hacks are for. Don't think you're weak-willed if you overeat. It's your hormones. It's your brain playing tricks on you. You know, your insulin levels, once they skyrocket, your brain becomes helpless. You're just going to keep eating and eating and eating. And that's what these hacks are going to do. They're going to put the handbrake on that compulsive behavior. So in this series, what we're trying to do is build myself along with you and everyone who listens into a better person and get that rounded structure. So we've gone through how to go to bed, how to get up the right way. So obviously eating is a big part of the day. Where does it start? Well, for me, it starts with hack number one is reheat it. Now you touched upon carbohydrates. Everybody likes to demonize carbohydrates from time to time and go on some extreme diet and all of a sudden they're not eating carbohydrates, but what happens a few weeks later? You give up that diet because it's just too hard to sustain. What if I but told you? The amount of times I've done that, I'm never eating bread again, <laughs> mum. And and seriously, like I'd go for dinner at my parents' place and I would put away the bread. Well, what if I told you you could eat pasta, you could eat your rice and not get fat and not blow your waistline out. So my hack number one today is reheat it. Scientists have recently found that if you cook carbohydrates like rice and let them sit in the fridge for 12 hours then reheat them and eat them, your body will absorb 60% less of the calories in that food. How does this happen? Just let yeah. it cool down in the fridge, yeah. you reheat it or eat it cold, and all of a sudden your body can't break down. Just pasta as well? Pasta. Rice, potatoes, the things we all love that we've been told are so bad for The so leftovers are the king. It's a lot of bang for your buck there to know that you can have a cold bowl of pasta, reheat it, and more than 60% of that bowl isn't going to register on your backside, on your guts. Okay, so you're the health and fitness economist. Give me the science behind it. I want you to prove this because <laughs> this is, if this is true, like this is gold. Okay, the science is this. When you allow rice, potatoes, or pasta to cool down after they're being cooked, 
they actually increase the levels of resistant starch found in these foods. They actually skyrocket by 10 times. Now, the resistant starch is part of the food that is undigestible by the body. So it just passes straight through you. Right. So all of a sudden, you're eating all this pasta and your body's not breaking it down and storing it as fat. So 60% of that pasta, rice or potatoes, is just going to pass straight through you yeah. and you're not going to store it anywhere. So, so you'll so, get the taste of enjoying it, but it really won't do anything that, for your body. It's probably a waste of money, but it'll be delicious at the time and then it's gone straight through. Yeah, and the, the, the basic thing about carbohydrates too is they make a lot of people fat because they eat the wrong type of carbohydrates. They eat them at the wrong time and they eat the wrong amounts. And that's the problem with us today. We eat the wrong amounts of carbohydrates. We eat way too many. So that's what I love about this hack. It stops you from overeating too many carbohydrates that are converted into fat. So they just pass straight through your body. So it's guilt-free carb binging. You're carb loading guilt-free. And you keep them cold or do you reheat them back from being cold? You can have them cold or you can reheat them in yeah. it doesn't affect the amount of resistant starch that builds up. So you're still going to get that 10 times increase in resistant starch from reheating it or eating it cold. When is the best time to eat carbs then? Well, the best time to eat carbs is around workout times, just before or just after your workout, because obviously your muscles are hungry for carbohydrates um, and you want your muscles to be absorbing the carbohydrates. You don't want to be eating carbohydrates when you're not expending energy. Remember, carbohydrates are just like petrol you're putting into your car. So you put too many carbohydrates in the cow, it's like putting too much petrol and it spills out over the sides and into your fat cells. And if the petrol tank's only small and you press the gas nozzle too hard, it's going to spill out. And that's like carbohydrates. You put fast ones in, if they go in too fast, your body can't break them down properly and they're stored as fat. The other benefit about resistant starch is they don't just stop with weight loss. It also helps to improve our gut health. I know I touched upon it just briefly, but we now know how important gut health is. And resistant starch is really imperative to having good gut health. It allows the good gut bacteria to build up. And we now know that that's important for your mental health, your mood. We also know that it's really important for our immune system. And we know that it helps reduce inflammation in our body, which reduces all diseases. We know inflammation is the cause root of most diseases, whether it's cancer, heart disease, stroke, it goes on and on. So if we can reduce inflammation, which resistant starts does, it's a great thing. So you just don't get it from this practice as well. You can get resistant starts in things like green bananas, uh, oats, so you mean like a non-ripe banana? Non-ripe banana. Non-ripe bananas okay. are, are really high in resistant starch. Uh, oats are another great one. Beans are another, another good one as well. And flowers. You can actually buy flowers that are high in resistant starch. In actual fact, they did a study where they cooked four different types of pancakes. And obviously, they used normal flour. Another, oh, I thought you meant flowers like in the garden. Not flowers in the garden. Flour. <laughs> I was like, zucchini flowers? That sounds lovely. So wheat flour <laughs> or, or any type of flour, baking, cooking flowers. And then when they actually combined, believe it or not, protein into the resistant starch powder, the pancake group that used that formula actually burnt fat, whereas the other group stored fat. So it just shows you the one, two powerful combination of adding foods together. So in this case, we've got whey protein powder added to resistant starch, and all of a sudden, we've got pancakes that burn fat. How good are these hacks? This may be very happy with <laughs> pasta and pancakes in the one hack. <laughs> hack two, splash it. I don't mean splash yourself into a swimming pool or under the hot tap. I mean splash some vinegar on your food. Splashing vinegar on your food has been proven to reduce your appetite and also lower your blood sugar levels. Japanese researchers found that those people that splashed their food with vinegar before eating their meal had a much smaller increase in their blood sugar levels and therefore their appetite and how much food they consumed. Is this where it comes into apple cider vinegar or is this all vinegars, white vinegar or balsamic, like everything? All vinegars. They, oh, they contain cool. a compound called acetic acid. And, and essentially one to two tablespoons of vinegar a day have been proven to give you these benefits. So you don't need a lot. You can get some apple cider vinegar in the morning. It's one of the hacks that I like to do first thing when I get up, put a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in some water and drink it when I rise in the morning. Uh, you'll notice when you go and eat Japanese, they give you the little salad mm -hmm. and it's got the vinegar on it. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah. that's what it's doing. It's preparing your digestive system. It's very European as well, isn't it? Very European as well. So just splashing your, your food with vinegar is going to obviously provide your body with this compound acidic acid, and that's going to blunt the blood sugar response, yeah. keep you fuller for longer. And the great thing is that acetic acid also targets gut fat, which is mind-blowing. This is so important because it actually activates a gene in our bodies that causes you to store less fat around the waist. Now, this is a game changer. I can't emphasize enough. We now know that visceral fat is the most venomous and toxic sort of fat that the human body contains. It sits around the gut normally, the midsection called the beer belly or, or the gut, and it leaches out toxins. It strangles our organs. It causes cancer, Ugh. heart disease, you name it. This is the area we need to tar- target. And to think that something as simple as splashing vinegar on your food or having a few tablespoons of apple cider vinegar can actually target this fat is a game changer. I'm start having mind. showers in it if it targets stomach <laughs> fat. <laughs> it's a game changer, seriously. And it's so easy to do. It's so cheap. You know, you can buy a bottle of apple cider vinegar for a couple of bucks. Mm. You buy vinegar for a couple of bucks. So these aren't expensive hacks. They're practical and I love them. Now, time for hack number three, eat in order. Now, I'm not talking about ordering your favorite thing off the menu, ordering something at McDonald's. I'm talking about the way that you eat your food in what order, the sequence of your eating patterns. So, oh, so what you choose to eat in that order. Yeah, so the order of your food. So, for example, we all know that the foods that we eat are very important, the amount of calories we take in every day. But research is now finding that it's not just the amount of calories that you consume, but it's how they're broken down by your body. And the order that you eat your food in determines how effectively your body will use the fuel in food as energy or how much of that food is stored as fat. And this all comes down to the order that you eat your food in, which is mind-blowing. What's what's the order? So when you see somebody like me, some weirdo, with their (laughs) plate, and they start to separate their food into little little pockets. So I put some vegetables and salad over on one side of the plate. Then I have my protein, my chicken just over on this side of my bit of steak. And then I have my little bit of carbohydrates, rice and whatnot there. They found that people that start their meal by eating the vegetables and salad first, followed by the protein like the chicken or the meat, then finish with the carbohydrates last, actually store up to 30% less fat from that meal than the people that eat the carbohydrates first. It's I, just mind-blowing. I feel like then now all my plates at home should be become long square plates <laughs> and I can line them up left to right and eat as I go down the plate. The food train. The, the yeah. food train, mate. You've got to have train. every station. Adam's Vegetables, stop number one. <laughs> stop number two, toot, toot, protein. Yeah. Stop number three, all aboard. move down the carbs. <laughs> and the great thing about that is, is that you're going to find you're a lot more fuller. As we now know, that the gut takes 20 minutes to tell the brain that it's full. So the brain doesn't realise for 20 minutes after your first bite of food that it's actually eaten anything. So this gets me because I eat too quickly and I've got to slow That's another thing and that's another whole episode in itself, mindless eating. But the key is knowing the order that you can eat these foods can have such a huge impact. Something as simple as eating your veggies first, then your protein before polishing off your carbs can take inches off your waist. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Just to think you can, the way that you eat your food. And that's salad is a start as well with salad, vinegar as well. Salad, vegetables, the vinegar hack that we spoke about earlier. In fact, Alex, a study from the American Diabetes Association found this hack so effective that they saw that subjects that ate their vegetables first, then their protein, their blood sugar levels were 30% lower after one hour than the group that ate their carbohydrates first. So this has huge consequences of people with type 2 diabetes and type 1 diabetes and just people who struggle with their weight and energy levels. Because as we know, blood sugar levels are key to good health. And then you don't get that spike and then you crash back down again. Because that's the goal, I think, for me and for a lot of these hacks is to keep that plateau throughout the day of keeping yourself nice and level. 
We don't want to brain fog. How many people feel brain fog in the afternoons? That's because their blood sugar levels are dropping because they've risen their blood sugar levels too high by eating the wrong foods and then they crash. And another study found that you can even add another slight tweak to this hack as well. So in the afternoons, you get to three or four o'clock, you start to feel a little bit flat. We now know that, you know, willpower and decision-making are linked. So the more decisions that you make early in the day, all of a sudden in the afternoon, you lack willpower. So that's why that chocolate bar looks more tempting or that can of Coke. So you can't resist it. So you just go, I'll stuff it, I'll have it. Because your willpower is gone from the decision-making fatigue. We now know that in the afternoon, if you have a whey protein shake, I know the ones that them guys at the gym use to flex up and whatnot in the mirrors and look at themselves, but if you have a whey protein shake late in the afternoon, this will also help to blunt your blood sugar levels and also promote feelings of fullness as well, and it'll make you avoid the chocolate bars. So once again, it's all about timing when you eat your food. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Okay, Alex, I really like this one. Hack number four, go frozen. And I tell you what, I've watched the movie a fair bit lately with my young daughter, but I'm not talking about the movie. (laughs) I'm talking about buying your food frozen. Let it go, Adam. Let Let it go. go. (laughs) And you can understand that, look, many of us have been led to believe that fresh vegetables are the way to go and fruit. You know, this probably explains why only one in 20 Aussies are getting the recommended daily intake of five vegetables and two fruit a day, which is mind-blowing. And you can see why. Sometimes it's inaccessible. It's very expensive to eat fresh. But if I told you that frozen is better, most people would be shocked to learn that. You're talking about like this frozen peas you get in the Frozen veggies are the way to go, believe it or not. Recent research from Britain has shown, Britain of all places, hey, has they, shown- the, I mean, it's the worst diet over oh, there. awful diet. Good but scientists, obviously. Good scientists, obviously. Fat scientists. Fat scientists. smart. <laughs> but they've shown that frozen is more golden than fresh. If you're going to pick vegetables, go frozen. They found that the antioxidant levels, including vitamin C, B, beta carotene, and the polyphenols found in the frozen vegetables were actually much higher than those found in the fresh fruit and vegetables. Oh, because unless you're getting the vegetables straight from your own garden, by the time they're picked, they're trucked, Bingo. they're brought, they're packed, they're sorted on shelves, they're dying, I suppose. Well, that's right. They're a living organism. And this is the great thing. Frozen vegetables are picked at their seasonal peak. They're snap frozen straight away which helps preserve all their health benefits and all their vitamins and minerals. Fresh vegetables, as you touched upon, on the other hand, travel for how many days? Mm. And when you look at the research that you just touched upon about them being tired by the time they hit our plates off the supermarket shelves, it's mind-blowing. In fact, one study found, which I could not believe, that the average produce loses up to 45% of its nutritional value by the time it hits our plates on average. That's mind-blowing. So you're you're getting nearly less than half of the vitamins. You're paying full price, Mm. whereas the frozen stuff maintains all that nutritional value. You know, the worst offenders for this were spinach. When you pull it out of your garden, after just eight days, the spinach will lose nearly half of the folate that's in it. And that's why we eat spinach for, Mm. you know, not just to be arms like Popeye. The folate's really important for our health. And then you look at broccoli, it's even worse. It's incredible to find that, you know, broccoli, when it's pulled out of the garden, it also, after 10 days, loses nearly 70% of its antioxidants. So you're basically just spending all this money on vegetables and fruit and you're not getting any of the benefits because they're not fresh. Yeah. So frozen is definitely the way to go, but just as important is the way you cook your vegetables. Did you know that most people who boil their vegetables think they're doing the right thing? But in actual fact, it's the worst thing you can do is boil your vegetables. Well, <laughs> well, you think about it, a lot of the benefits we get from vegetables and fruit as such are in the vitamins. And most of these vitamins are water-soluble. So as soon as you put them in a boiling hot pan of water, 
they're going to leach out into the water. They're going to be lost. Mm. You know, in fact, when you look at some vegetables, like take spinach, for example, when you boil it for 10 minutes, you lose over 75% of the photonutrients that are found in the spinach. No point eating it. There's no point eating it. I know we all want arms like Popeye, mm. but you're not going to get arms like Popeye if you boil your spinach. Would you believe the best way to eat your vegetables is by nuking it? Microwaves, I was always told <laughs> of the devil. What do you mean microwaves, nuking it? Well, British researchers recently did a study where they cooked vegetables in several different ways. They obviously put them in a wok, they, they actually boiled them, put them in a microwave and steamed them. And they found by far and away the most effective way to observe the benefits from the fruit and vegetables and all the vitamins and minerals found in them was to quickly nuke them or steam them lightly. Are you secretly working for General Electric and <laughs> pitching us all microwaves? <laughs> well, this you think is, about it. amazing. So what, just, but how, like just in a bowl and then it, or a little bit of water on it? A little bit of steamer, you put, put them in a microwave steamer in the bowl, oh, yeah. put them in a bowl with a lid on it, but keep it short and sharp. It's the way the heat is actually applied to the vegetable effect as well. Because you think about a wok, it's very hot, the heat's intense, and the duration that you keep the vegetables in there, the longer they're in there and the, and the more uneven the heat is, the more damage it's going to be done to the vegetable. Mm-hmm. But there's another takeaway from this. You just don't want to eat cooked vegetables. You've got to mix up the way that you eat your vegetables. So there's a hack in itself. You actually want to eat raw vegetables. Because you take broccoli, for example, that's one vegetable you never, ever, ever want to put in the microwave. It doesn't like being zapped because it inactivates many of the health compounds that are found in the broccoli. So instead, eat it raw or eat it lightly steamed. I'll take steamed. Thank you. Okay, the final hack. Hack number five. Plate it, sniff it, and swap it. We all know the biggest reason that we're all overweight and we're all bulging out of our pants is we simply eat too much. Did you know, Alex, that people today are nearly consuming 25% more calories than what we did in 1970? 25% more calories. So we're consuming more food. Our portions are way out. you know. And the thing is, how good would it be to be able to make our eyes... Smaller than our bellies. Yes. Well, very that, good. That's what this hack's all about. The simple hack of using the right size plate and the right color plate can actually control how much you eat. The color. The color. The best color plate to eat food off. What would you say it would be? Well, oh, obviously not white because no. that's what, all, all I've been using. So why not white? I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Probably because white is. Like the plate looks nice, and all the food around it looks really colourful and appealing. So yeah. you want to eat as much of, of, of it as possible. I don't know. Well, it's quite interesting. Like the reason that you don't want to eat off a white plate, particularly, is when you're eating white types of food, is because they blend in. So you oh, don't right. know how much you're eating. Right. So, so it's like camouflage. Ra- rice camouflage. So white rice pastas. Yeah. You know, they did a study where they they had Alfredo pasta eaten ah. off a white plate or off a red plate. Right. And the people that ate off the red plate ate 30% less of the pasta than the people that ate off the white plate, which is mind-blowing. Why? Because you could get a gauge of how much you're actually eating. So when you're eating off a white plate, it's just camouflage. You're just mindlessly going hammer and tong. So the best coloured plate, and I just alluded to it, is red as well as blue. Now, you think about it, red from a psychological point of view has been built into our DNA. Why do they use it in traffic lights? Stop. Hmm. So your brain subconsciously goes, stop. They did research, once again, where they put popcorn and chocolate chips on a red plate, and then they put the chocolate chip and popcorn on a white plate, and it's seen people eat significantly less chocolate chips and popcorn off the red plate, which is mind-blowing, once again. And, and blue actually makes people eat less because blue acts as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's weird. Hang in with me there. It's not associated with cravings in the brain. Amazing how powerful yeah. the brain is and how we've got this reptile brain from our ancestors tens of thousands of years ago that our brain's been conditioned so much to actually 
be driven by the colours we see with our appetite. So you, you think about it, like blue doesn't actually stimulate our hunger because there's no foods in the wilderness that were blue. Yeah. I just find that one of the most interesting stats. In fact, they eat 22% less people when they eat off a blue plate. 22. 22%. So if you want to lose weight, get yourself a blue plate. That's my tip. <laughs> You'd save some money as well. Now, Alex, once you've served up the food, another hack to stop overeating is to take a sniff of your food. Sniff it. Right. <laughs> so smell, just to sit there and smell it? Like they say, smell the roses, my friend. Okay. That's Why? what it's all about. What is that well, A study doing? conducted- I'm going to be a crazy person sitting there with my 15 microwaves and my different <laughs> colored plates smelling my food. Well, it's been proven by research that people that smell their food first take smaller bites. Right. Yeah, so it obviously activates a part of the brain yeah. that forces us to take smaller bites. And we now know when you take smaller bites, you're going to eat less food. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, before you just start mindlessly shoving that food down, have a sniff, enjoy the aroma, eat mindfully. You know, that's the biggest problem with a lot of people is they get distracted and they just gorge down food mindlessly. You know, another little hack to stop this mindless eating, which a lot of us get stuck doing, that's why snacks are so dangerous. You're watching the footy. Before mm. you know it, you've eaten a whole bag of Doritos, you even, you've got to the bottom, you're, where'd they go? Yeah. Or eating that whole family block of chocolate before you know, because you're distracted. You're playing the yeah. Xbox, you're watching the footy. A way to break this habit of being distracted is eat with your non-dominant hand. <laughs> All right? Because that tricks your brain into having to slow down. <laughs> I never you know to what you're going to say. It's well, so cool. Well, let's eat with the non-dominant hand, and we now know the benefits of chewing our food. It's so important. That blows my mind, because I don't think I would have the dexterity to snap off Blocks of chocolate that well with my left hand. Jolts you out of that daze, mate. If you're eating with a non-dominant hand, I tell you now, you have to concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah. And it's all about being engaged, being in the moment. So many people eat mindlessly. They eat for emotion. They don't mm. eat because they're hungry. And that's what these health hacks today have hopefully taught you, that if you can engage your brain and apply some of these simple tricks, these things are going to stop you from overeating and turning food from your friend to your foe. Adam, another surprising episode, coloured plates, smelling my food, vinegar, and I'm in love with microwaves all over again. Thank you, Adam, for educating me once again. No, thank you. It's always fun and happy hacking, everyone. I look forward to the next episode. Head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app to get in touch with the show and to hear all past episodes. Until next time, Adam. See you then. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall is recorded in the studios of Podcast One. Produced by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Nick Slater. Executive producer is Jamie Schoen. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.